Welcome to part one of a three-part episode on what the yoga teaching career typically looks like, how to create the career you want, and how to identify if you're getting in your own way. Stay tuned to the end of this episode where I'll give you four questions to ask yourself and when you do, you'll get a lot clearer on your path as a yoga teacher. Welcome to the Essential Conversations for Yoga Teachers podcast with me. I'm Monica Bright, and I've been teaching yoga and running my yoga business for over a decade. This is the podcast for you if you're a yoga teacher, you're looking for support, you love to be in conversation, and you're a lifelong student. In this podcast, I'll share with you my life as a yoga teacher, the lessons I've learned, all the stuff that wasn't taught in teacher training, my process for building my business, and helpful ideas, tools, strategies, and systems I use and you can use so that your business thrives. We'll cover a diverse range of topics that will help you whether you're just starting out or you've got years under your belt and you want to dive deep and set yourself up for success. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, I don't take myself too seriously, so expect to hear some laughs along the way. Now, let's do this together. What does the yoga teaching career typically look like? Before I answer this question, it's important to have a little background on how yoga teaching evolved in the States. In the past, the process of becoming a yoga teacher was often rooted in a one-on-one mentorship rather than the structured teacher training programs that are now prevalent in yoga studios. There weren't these popular or corporate-run yoga studios like we see today. Instead, aspiring yogis who wanted to deepen their understanding of the practice would approach seasoned mentors and ask to be taught about yoga in this one-on-one relationship. This mentor-slash-student relationship unfolded in more intimate settings such as ashrams as opposed to the modern studio environment. The apprentice observed emulated and absorbed the teachings of the mentor, focusing not just on mastering physical postures, but also on grasping the philosophical and spiritual aspects of yoga. This learning process was highly personalized with the mentor tailoring instruction to the individual student's strengths and challenges. Direct feedback, corrections, and encouragement were integral to the student's progression. This education extended beyond the predefined curriculum encompassing a holistic understanding of the yogic lifestyle. The journey was rigorous and demanded a lot of patience, and the student progressed gradually, earning the privilege to share their knowledge only when the mentor deemed them ready. This traditional mentor-slash-student model emphasized not only the mastery of yoga poses, but also the transference of deeper wisdom concerning the interconnectedness of mind, body, and spirit. 
While contemporary yoga education often follows a more standardized and group-oriented approach, the historical practice of one-on-one mentorship laid the foundation for the diverse landscape of yoga as it's known today. When we acknowledge this historical context, it helps us to appreciate the roots of yoga as a holistic and transformative discipline. The advent of yoga studios in the West can be traced back to the mid to late 20th century when interest in Eastern philosophies, including yoga, began to surge. As people looked for alternatives to mainstream Western fitness routines, yoga started to gain popularity for its holistic approach to well-being because it does encompass a mind-body-spirit approach. Initially, yoga was often practiced in community centers, gyms, or small gatherings led by individuals who had studied the practice in Eastern countries. I remember taking my first yoga class in my college gymnasium. It was a very different yoga practice than what I'm used to today. When the wellness and fitness industries started to boom in the 1980s and 90s, the demand for yoga classes increased, prompting entrepreneurs and yoga enthusiasts to establish dedicated yoga studios. These spaces provided a more serene and focused environment for yoga practice compared to multi-purpose venues. Imagine your favorite yoga studio today. It's really dedicated to just yoga, not kickboxing or Zumba or volleyball. It's just for yoga. This is beneficial because the studio owners can create an environment that is inviting for yoga practitioners with dim lights and soft curtains and maybe even relaxing scents like incense, diffusers, or essential oils. The realization that yoga teacher training could be a lucrative venture emerged as the popularity of yoga continued to soar. And here's how this transition occurred. First, there was an increased demand for qualified instructors. With this growing popularity of yoga, studios wanted teachers who not only had a strong personal practice, but also possessed the knowledge and ability to guide others effectively. Second was the need for a standardization of teacher training. Established yoga practitioners and organizations began to develop structured trainings to ensure a consistent level of quality and expertise among instructors. This is the yoga teacher training curriculum that we've become accustomed to today. Third came the expansion of yoga studios. The expansion led to a competitive environment and offering comprehensive teacher training programs became a strategic move for studios to attract and retain talented instructors, as well as a way to distinguish themselves in the market. Fourth is the business potential. Studio owners began to recognize the business potential in yoga teacher training 
and these programs became more than a means to educate instructors, but also a revenue-generating initiative. The demand for certified yoga teachers created a market where training programs became both a service to the community and a source of income for studios. And finally, the diversification of offerings. Yoga studios began to expand their offerings beyond regular classes to include workshops, retreats, in addition to teacher training programs, and these diversified services allowed studios to cater to a broader audience and maximize their revenue streams. So you see how the yoga studio started out as an answer to the public's need for more holistic and wellness offerings and how they've now evolved into money-making machines. It was important for me to give you that background information about how yoga studios came to be. Now here's a glimpse into what a typical yoga teaching career might look like from, dare I say, start to finish. First is education and certification. Most yoga instructors begin by completing a yoga teacher training program that consists of 200 hours of in-person and at-home study. This formal training provides an introduction to the understanding of yoga philosophy, anatomy, teaching methodology, and practical experience in leading classes. After receiving a 200-hour certificate, some yoga instructors start teaching on a part-time basis, offering classes at local studios, community centers, or gyms, in addition to maintaining full-time jobs or pursuing other interests. Instructors who choose to work exclusively within yoga studios may find that this environment provides a sense of community and stability, as well as opportunities for continued mentorship and collaboration. This is a great first place to start, in my opinion. Next is freelance and private sessions. Yoga instructors often supplement their income by offering private sessions or freelance classes. This can involve teaching individuals or small groups in settings such as clients' homes, corporate offices, or special events. Private sessions allow for a more personalized and tailored approach to teaching. And working with a private client can be extremely educational as you offer personal sessions, as you offer personal sessions to address the client's individual needs. Corporate sessions are valuable as well because you can begin to expand your teaching repertoire. For example, teaching desk yoga, standing yoga, yoga for stress relief, as opposed to teaching group yoga classes in the traditional studio setting. Then there are special events that help you learn to teach people who are not necessarily yogis, just like corporate yoga. The people attending class may not have intended on taking a yoga class necessarily, but ended up in front of you anyway. Next is workshops and retreats. 
These often delve into specific aspects of yoga practice, philosophy, or advanced techniques. Teaching workshops and retreats can be a fulfilling way to share expertise and help you connect with a dedicated community of yogis who also want to learn more deeply. With the rise of digital platforms, many yoga instructors now offer classes online. But online yoga isn't new. I practiced online way back in 2010, which seems like forever ago, but it just shows that online classes have been around for quite some time. These range from live stream sessions to pre-recorded videos. I think online teaching is wonderful because it allows for a broader reach, enabling instructors to connect with students around the world and for students to practice whenever and wherever their schedules permit. Another step is continuing education. A commitment to continued education is crucial for a successful yoga teaching career. Many instructors pursue advanced training, specialized certifications, or attend workshops to deepen their knowledge and refine their teaching skills. It is in these spaces where teachers really define who they are as teachers and what they're passionate about learning and teaching. At this point, you may find that you've reached the time to start thinking about building a brand. Yoga instructors often build a personal brand, usually involving creating a website, cultivating a social media presence, building an email list, and engaging with the yoga community outside of the yoga studio. Building a brand is a fantastic way to nail down who you are as a teacher, how you attract students, and also open opportunities for collaborations and partnerships. Some yoga teachers decide to go full-time teaching and explore entrepreneurship. As you gain experience and build a steady student base, you might choose to transition into full-time teaching if you haven't already. This may involve opening and managing your own studio, offering a comprehensive range of classes, and potentially heading into the online world and creating offers independent of any yoga studio. This road of entrepreneurship could also include creating yoga-related products, writing, or becoming a contributor and or a speaker. Regardless of the career path, maintaining a healthy balance between teaching, personal practice, and self-care is crucial because when you emphasize the importance of your own well-being, you ensure that you can provide the best guidance to your students. Whether you pursue part-time or full-time teaching, the journey is marked by continuous learning, community engagement, and a commitment to the transformative power of yoga. Now, the lifespan of a yoga teacher can vary significantly depending on individual circumstances, career choices, and personal factors. Let's talk about the career lifespan 
common challenges of burnout and the possibility of teachers deciding to leave the profession altogether. In the early years, teachers experience a combination of passion and enthusiasm for teaching and are building experience along the way. Many yoga teachers start their careers with a profound passion for the practice and a desire to share its benefits with others. And there's often a sense of enthusiasm and exploration as you establish your teaching style, build connections with students, and find your niche within the yoga community. You will also typically spend your initial years honing your teaching skills, gaining experience in different settings, and possibly obtaining additional certifications. This period is marked by a focus on personal and professional development. Now, I don't have a specific timeline because it's different for everyone. I just want you to get an idea of the, let's say, the arc of the teaching career. Next is establishing your presence and diversification. During this mid-career stage, you may find a more established presence within the yoga community. You may have regular classes at studios, establish a private client base, or even venture into teaching workshops or retreats. This phase often involves a balance between stability and continued growth. You may continue to diversify your offerings by exploring online teaching, creating content, or specializing in specific styles and populations that you want to serve. This diversification can provide new challenges and opportunities for reaching a broader audience as well. Now for the challenges and burnout. Burnout is a common challenge for yoga teachers, especially those who take on a heavy workload or face personal stressors. The demands of managing classes, dealing with administrative tasks, and maintaining a consistent personal practice can contribute to burnout. I would be remiss if I didn't include that many yoga teachers feel frustrated by the pay, feeling as though they aren't getting paid for the many hours that they're not teaching, but still doing work behind the scenes. So how do you counter the feeling of burnout? Naturally, we think of the importance of self-care and setting boundaries, maintaining a healthy balance between teaching and personal well-being is crucial for long-term sustainability. Ask yourself, what opportunities will you say yes to? Which ones will you turn down? How do you find a work-life balance, especially if you have a full schedule, but you're trying to build your brand and step into entrepreneurship? The longer you teach, you may notice that your priorities may shift. You may decide to focus more on mentorship, teacher training, or writing, or you might choose to reduce your teaching load to prioritize other aspects of life. It really is all up to you and what you feel like is right for you, your career, and maybe even your family. At some point, 
you may find that you begin to reflect on the impact that you've had on your students and the broader yoga community. The satisfaction of seeing students grow in their practice and understanding the transformative power of yoga can be a fulfilling aspect of this phase. And so it's really nice to take time to reflect and let this be an ongoing practice during your teaching career. There might come a time that you decide to transition out of teaching altogether. These reasons can vary, including health concerns, changing personal priorities, or a desire to explore different career paths. The decision to step away from teaching is a deeply personal one, and it should be taken seriously and handled with care. You're deciding whether to leave your colleagues, students, and your impact behind. But what is to come ahead may be just the right next step for you. So don't feel guilty or judgmental if you decide to move on. Just let it be a well-thought-out decision. Remember, even if you decide to leave the profession, you can continue to contribute to the yoga community in various ways, such as through writing, mentoring, maybe podcasting, or sharing your accumulated wisdom in some other way. The lifespan of a yoga teacher is a dynamic and evolving journey. Burnout is a reality for many, but with a focus on self-care and adapting to changing circumstances, you can navigate the challenges and find sustainable fulfillment in sharing the practice of yoga. All right, this episode was a little longer, but I wanted to take my time with this one and lay the path of the teaching career out for you. Now, Here are the questions that I promised you at the beginning of the episode. When you look at your career, ask yourself, number one, does it look like what you thought it would? Number two, and probably more importantly, does it feel like you thought it would? Number three, If you could start all over, what would you do differently? And finally, number four, what do you want it to look and feel like? Take time to answer these questions because when you do, you'll find yourself making really well-informed decisions about your yoga teaching career. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode on what does the yoga teaching career typically look like? I hope you enjoyed this conversation and I want for each and every one of you to love the yoga teaching life you have. And remember, it takes some time and some work to get there sometimes. Like always, Please leave a comment or a question because I truly enjoy being in conversation with you. Would you also do me a favor? Subscribe to the podcast so you're always in the know when a new episode drops and share it with another yoga teacher who you think would love to be in on these conversations. And thank you for helping to spread the word about the podcast. Finally, I have a newsletter that's just for yoga teachers. I'll link it in the show notes 
and I would love for you to join it so we can always stay connected. All right, that's it. Bye for now. Thank you.